Hey friends, you're listening to the Axiom Church Podcast. We're a church community centered around experiencing Jesus, being together, and loving our city, which is Peoria, Arizona. But we hope that you'll uh, check it out and that you'll engage us online. You can do that on our website or on any of our social medias, um, Axiom Church AZ. So enjoy this episode. It's uh, it's exciting for me to get to talk to you guys today uh, about this dangerous word we call vision. Um, I want to start by saying, though, that our vision and our mission as a church has not changed. It is still the same vision and mission that we started this church with. And here's the deal. It's not even our own vision. It's Jesus' vision and mission. And so I'm just, I want to remind it, I want to repeat it to us again, because the truth is, we must meditate on these things. We must speak about these things. We must let it come off our lips, through our minds, and into our heart. And, And so we come to this regularly as a church body. Jesus' vision was that God's will would be on earth as it was in heaven. And so our vision here, where God has placed us, is that it will be the kingdom of God in Peoria as it is in heaven. And that is true as far as we submit ourselves to the will of God. Every space in which you decide to say yes to God's will, you are living out the kingdom reality. And we as a church body are invited to step into the kingdom of God and to bear witness to the truth of God's reign, rule, and supreme in in our world. And that begins right here, that, Lord, you have power over me. You speak and I listen. You, You point and I go. You invite and I come. Together, we as God's church, pray the prayer with them on earth as it is in heaven. So that animates us. It gives us eyes as we look across the street and as we engage our workplace, wherever it is that we go, we find ourselves asking God, help us to see what this would look like fully surrendered to your kingdom. What newness would enter in as a result of that? What things would be set aside because of that? What parts of your life would not be present today if God's vision for you was in agreement with your body, your mind, your spirit, and your neighbors? Jesus' vision is Axiom's vision. And, 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 and I don't, I don't want to come to you every year and say, hey, all right, we got a new one, we got a new vision. I just, I never saw Jesus do that. We hold Jesus' vision, but we also hold his mission. He tells us to go and to make disciples, to participate in inviting others to come and observe all that he has taught, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we lean on Jesus' words. We look to him as the perfecter and pioneer of our faith. And we recognize that wherever there's weakness, there's greatness in him. 
And we have an opportunity to look to his teachings, to his gifting, to receive his spirit, and to walk in cooperationship with God. Okay? Impure as it is in heaven, making disciples. And I recognize some of you are like, well, I don't live in purity. That's okay. Right where you are, may God's kingdom rule and reign right there. Now, with this, with God's vision and mission, there's all sorts of things that we could talk about that God's doing, that He's inviting us into. There's, there's a myriad of stuff from, from new opportunities to experience Jesus, love purity, and be together. And those are the three statements. You've heard us say it over and over again over the last few years. Experience Jesus, love Peoria, and be together. That as we think about what is it that we're actually doing, it's these things. And there's so much that we've been pressing into. For starters, this year, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about some of the new courses and roadmaps that we're creating for discipleship amongst our community groups, for our cords, which are spaces of three or four that get together, but also uh, in, in, in a class setting that we want to take time to pick apart some things and to ask questions and to press in together. There's real initiatives taking place there. We've sensed an invitation to begin to think about and pray into what would a, a men's and women's ministry space look like here at Axiom? <coughs> Excuse me. And so we're asking God to help us with that, help us think that through, and help us to define that and, 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 and put pieces together on that. Our, our stomachs are hungry for food too, by the way. Honestly, part of, I think, a major initiative for us this year is going to be to spend time eating meals together. And now, that might sound silly or small, but I'm not just talking about out here in the yard, although I am talking about that. I'm talking about in your homes. When was the last time you got that oven going out of the love of God and you invited some other people over into your home to just share God's blessing? And I believe that that is one of the primary ways, just as Ben just talked about, at the communion table, that we are going to let food lead us. Jesus' gospel was a series of teachings between meals. I mean, that guy was constantly eating with others. And I invite you to use that, to learn from that, to step into that invitation. Families, marriages, kids, these are things that we have to take responsibility for as a church body, not just for our own lives, but for one another. And we've looked at that with our child dedications, and we've looked at that with our kids' ministry and our youth, and we've begun to do some new marriage courses we started last year. We're going to keep pressing into these things. I want to talk to you guys this year about intimacy, about what it looks like for a husband and a wife to, to be in relationship together, because there's an invitation here to say, you know what, I think... We need to spend some time here if we were to appropriately follow Jesus well. And I know you go, well, that's just everyday stuff. You're right. Jesus was all about everyday stuff. And so we will be also. And I bring you this reminder, and I invite you to remember God's vision and mission, not because I think that it's just good to hear it all the time, or not because it's just the beginning of the year, but because my conviction in my heart is that in our culture and in our church body, there's lostness, there's drifting, there's wandering, that many of us even here aren't sure what we're even tied to. We don't know how, what's next. There's confusion about 
who God is and what God's inviting me into. Or we've turned away a long time ago even maybe and said, yeah, you know, I believe in God and we're all good there, but it's just not a lot of substance. <coughs> and that, we've seen that before. We've heard about it before. We've imagined it before as we entered into the scriptures. Right before Jesus comes, John the Baptist is out in the wilderness, out in the wandering space, inviting people back in. Repent, believe, follow Jesus. Before that, we see Moses in the wilderness. <coughs> and I'm just naming two places here. And Moses is in the wilderness, wandering. The people are wandering. They just experienced deliverance, and yet they're still lost. They're still wandering. And he points to the promised land. He points to the inheritance, to that which God has already made complete for those that will receive it. And isn't it interesting that there's a wall that exists at both those spaces? For one, it's the, the Red Sea, and for the other, it's the Jordan River. Both must be crossed. And so too for us, not just because of COVID or what's going on in our world, but we have become, I think, a generation of wandering. It's generational now. This isn't a new thing. This has been happening in our world for a long time. I don't know exactly 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and there's always been pockets of it here and there, but we are in a generation of wandering adrift, occasionally bumping into something real, only to bounce back out to sea. And today, I bring it back because I invite you, there's solid ground. Jesus brings us solid ground. He teaches us the way. We simply must choose to enter into it. And so I've been praying Paul's prayer in Ephesians 1. You're going to see it right here. I invite you guys to spend time in Ephesians chapter 1. Just look at what God has promised us. Look at what Paul is praying into. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Now, Paul here is calling out this prayer of hope, and hope is the thing that in wandering seems to be lacking. And so Paul here is challenging them, and I'm challenging you to receive the hope to which you've been called. It's not a new thing. It's not a past thing that you're going to return to. See, that's the temptation of the wandering. The temptation of the wandering is to always look back at how it was before. <clears throat> we, want to be, we want to be good like it was. But the invitation of Jesus and the invitation of Paul and the invitation of Moses and the invitation of John the Baptist was that we are a people of hope because we know not just what was good, but what will be even better. What lies before us. What must be received. And so it's not enough to just remember and to be reminded. We must be pointed forward to that which is ours. You have an inheritance 
in his holy people. And I think this is really important that you understand this. This is not you out there on your own. This is a collective, holy inheritance of God's people. There is no individual thing here. It is a collective. God's church is what God is up to. And we need to know that. In Joshua chapter 1, <clears throat> verse 2 through 6, we read about this. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, if you remember back in Advent, we taught on the wandering season. And it was there that I began to feel that it was important that we picked that story back up. And, and, and that's why we're here today. Because we have to remember that what has happened before is before. And God is pointing us to something new. So now then, you and all these, all of these people, here it is. Underline it, circle it, highlight it, do whatever you got to do. Get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land. Here, not that I'm going to give you, into the land I have given to you. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Hear these words. Understand that this is an invitation. He's not going to force you into it. But as you take your foot and you step into that space and you say yes to that invitation and you choose to surrender the next thing, may that land be claimed as part of our land the holy people that Paul was talking about. May that space be affirmed. May it be God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Get ready. And, and, and I know you're already going, well, how do we get ready? And, I, and we're going to talk. Well, he, he's going to tell us. Don't worry. I will give you every place where you set your foot. As I promised, Moses, your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon and from the great river, <coughs> excuse me, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Are you hearing Jesus in this yet? Because Jesus picks all these words back up. If you get into the Gospels, he speaks all of these things over and over again. I will be with you, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. When you will, then you will be prosperous and successful. Now you can just leave that up there, excuse me, for a minute. So I, I reminded you and I invited you to remember, but the scriptures invite you to be ready and to respond. Respond. 
You see, it's not enough just to recall it. We have to press into it. We have to receive the invitation and respond to it. There has been deliverance. We know that. We understand that there's wandering, but there's also an inheritance. And this is important. And this inheritance has already been claimed by God. I think we sit around waiting and wandering for God to do something God's already done. It is our turn to foolishly step forward. Great leaders, great people will step forward and be foolish because we trust that God has already invited us to this. So, how do we get ready? I understand. Okay. Well, maybe you caught it in there. And again, maybe you've caught it in the New Testament as you study Jesus. They're in both places. Be careful to obey. Jesus talks about it. Go therefore and observe all that I have commanded you. Or we see it here. Do not turn left or right or left. Jesus said, Jesus' whole ministry is to stay on the path, enter into the kingdom. Don't be carried left or right. Keep it centered on Christ. And here we are reminded of this again. Keep this book always on your lips and meditate on it day and night. How many of you are keeping the teachings of Jesus, keeping your scriptures open daily, meditating on it? And not just meditating on it, but putting it on your lips. Why would this be so important? Think about this. Every single one of you in here lives a narrative. You all make every choice based on a narrative that you entertain in your head all the time. And the, and, and the word here is to entertain the narrative of God, to meditate it on it regularly, and to not just think about it, because if you just think about it, it won't get into your feet, but speak it out. Get it onto your lips also. And as you do that, something is going to take place in you because God's Spirit is now working. You are now readying so that you might begin to respond. Every day and night. I'm not big literalist, but if I could be for a minute, do it every day and night. Just do it every day and night. Allow yourself to re-narrate. Because God's narrative, Jesus' narrative, is when he walks around and we see it when we look at the Gospels, he sees God's kingdom alive. And every space he enters into, he lets that kingdom roll right from his head to his heart and out his lips. And then and out of his hands and out of his feet. And he touches everything he comes in contact with it. 
And that's God's spirit. Activating. Accomplishing. Making it happen. You don't have to make it happen. You just have to respond. I am inviting you out of wandering and into the inheritance of the kingdom of God. And if you keep looking at Ephesians 1, which I don't have time to go to, back to now, you, you get in there, read it day and night, that, that first chapter, you're going to see there that, that the inheritance that Paul keeps speaking to and pointing to, he says, to bring unity to all things. That is part of the church's inheritance. That's in verse 10. And, and then part of your inheritance is to know him better through receiving the Holy Spirit's revelation and wisdom. That's part of your inheritance. And then to have an inheritance in his holy people, that only together will we experience the abundance, and as he puts it, the riches of heaven. God's kingdom is not for you, it's for us. So Paul says, I want you to experience God. I want you to know him in relationship. And he says, I want you to walk it out in revelation and wisdom. And I want you to do it together. Experience Jesus. Love the city and be together. So I want to point to some, some of those new initiatives uh, this morning. And I'm going to invite us afterwards to step into it in prayer. Okay? As an act, as a response together and so if it is your first time or your thousandth time welcome pray with us join us in this okay you guys got a chance to meet last year pablo and maricela chavez we brought them up here and there's a photo of them that's going to come up uh this family has uprooted their whole lives and gone to peru and this family right here has made a commitment to support them in that initiative. So I'm asking you guys to hold them in prayer. Get a photo of them. Put it on your refrigerator. Ask God to bless them in the trenches to, to pour out on their lives. Go ahead. Take a photo right now if you'd like. Pull your phone out. But hold them in your mind and imagination. Pray for them. Lift them up. Reach out to them. We'll, create con we'll make contacts available to you. But we are going to support them financially and, and, and in prayer. And, and we're going to get a group of people to go join them and come alongside them also. We want to bless them as they have been sent. I want to be a part of that story of God's unfolding kingdom in their life. And so, Jesus, thank you for this family. We're going to pray for them um, here in a little bit. Last year, we had a dinner, and I came before you guys, and I said that one of the things that we as elders have really felt invited into is to lead this church into a deeper space of commitment and covenant together. We have been spending a lot of time since that day working with a team of people to pull this together. So Johnny Kerr, I can't remember, you're right in front of me. <laughs> There's a microphone right there. Will you come up? Johnny has given some leadership to organizing this team and to help us in this effort to be committed to one another. And so I, I don't want to, I want to let you speak to it for a moment 
and, and, and name what you need to name here. Hi, I'm Johnny. If I haven't met you yet, I would really like to, so come say hi. Um, my wife and I co-lead an Axiom community out in Avondale. I'm also part of the Creative Collective, and for this last season, I've also had the pleasure of working with um, others on the committee. If you're here in the room today and you're part of this committee, can you stand up so we can recognize you? So thank you to Ben, uh, Denise, Stacy, um, Cherith, Gavin, and myself have all worked really hard on uh, trying to understand how to answer this call that Gavin challenged the church with last year of, of coming together. So words that came to our mind as we engaged with this process were words like presence, um, common union, um, rootedness in Jesus, and in, in companionship, being together in a way that's not just smiling and saying hi, but, but really, really doing life together, experiencing the support and companionship that comes with committed relationship. And so I want to read to you the beginning of this document that we are still in the process of creating just because it captures well, I guess, our goal for this. So we recognize the modern age has made it easy to live in convenience but not in community. Many feel alone and disembodied, constantly pulled in a myriad of directions and left desiring authentic companionship. The Common Union Initiative at Axiom Church was born from a desire to pull together as a robust community rooted in Jesus. It is our hope that this initiative will lead you into deeper relationship with God and this church body in clear and tangible ways. So we desire more than just a, a name on a membership card. We're not, we're not talking about membership in the country club context. We're talking about really experiencing life together, deeply connected to Jesus. Yeah. I couldn't be more excited about this discipleship opportunity to step all the way in. And you guys can see on the screen that we've begun to draft a process. And you're getting, you know, a bullet point, okay? There's pages and pages that have been cultivated, but our promise to you is that we are working on the implementation process, but that by responding to this invitation, you're going to experience deeper community with Jesus and with others, and that's our heart. Johnny, thank you, and thank you to the team for working so diligently to hold us to a faithful plan to share together in the practices of Jesus, living out the mission and vision God's called us, and so I can't wait as this year goes forward, we're going to be um, uh, rolling out some more of that. Thank you, Johnny. How many of you guys know Cameron? He's not in the room right now, but you guys know Cameron's got a real, real red hair. It's hard to not see him. Yeah, he works on our setup crew. He, he helps in the kids area. Cameron has been a long-standing servant leader in our church. And years, years ago now, almost four years ago, he walked in these doors, and him and I began to redevelop a relationship, because we used to have one back from our music days together. And part of what emerged out of that was this heart and desire to create a safe and stable place for our youth to have, and that they would never ha not have somebody to go to in this community and in this neighborhood. And so I said, well, Cameron, can you help us establish this place of stability and safety and he responded faithfully and diligently with a yes and he has in a grassroots way helped shape and form a a youth ministry and that's exciting to us but one of the things that Cameron and I have been spending time together on is in his heart and in my heart 
we began to notice that God has brought another person into the youth world that we see a call on their life. And, and I am so impressed with Cameron's capacity as the leader of that group to say, it is so important that I, I don't just plant, but, I, but I hand, that I eventually hand this over. He is pulling a Paul moment here, right? Paul hands it to Timothy. And so I want to invite Wyatt up as Wyatt, we've acknowledged that you have been. Yeah. I now, Cameron is not saying peace. See you, man. That's, that's not what we're doing here. Cameron has said, it, and, and he couldn't be here today because he's being a good dad and caring for his little one who isn't feeling well. So good job, Cameron, on that one. But he wanted me to communicate to you, Wyatt, that he is here for you and his love is for you and he's committed to still walking alongside you and holding you accountable to the stability and to the vision of creating a safe place for other youth to come know Jesus and be excited about what it means to live out the Christian walk of, of making disciples together. And so my, I couldn't express more my respect for Cameron and his capacity to, to see in you and respond to what God has invited him to do. And so we, together with Cameron, are going to walk along and say, thank you for saying yes. You, you agree you're going to help out? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> Just making sure, because that'd be awkward if, if you weren't on board. So we're excited to have you on the team. We are so grateful that you have been loving on the youth already. And it's our commitment to you as a body that every time you mess up, we'll let you know about it. And we're there to help you and support you. We really are. Okay? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, w- I want to give you a chance. I want to give you a chance to say any- anything if you want to. I, I realize I just like totally t- dominated that, didn't I? Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. okay. I, I, I like being quiet. Um, yeah, I'm super excited. I, um, over these past few years, I've noticed a real switch in, in the youth's heart and relationships build with each other and with, uh, with God, youth with God. So I'm excited to see that transition from uh, their foundation being taken by Jesus. And I'm super, yeah. super stoked. So yeah. good things are happening. I love it. All right. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Make sure you guys reach out uh, to Cameron and to Wyatt. Show, show your support uh, and love and prayers uh, for them. Then also something that this last year began to emerge for myself and our elders and some others here in the room was that, that God was doing a new work and that there was something that was shifting amongst even our staff and team. And so I want to give you guys a chance. I want to invite Eric up. Eric, you're in here. If you'll come up, grab a microphone and talk for a second. Part of Jesus's mission for us is to go and make disciples of all nations and all spaces. And four and a half years ago or so, a very strange man entered into our church. And would Who is that? Yeah. Oh, welcome to the stage. Uh, I think you were wearing that shirt actually on that day, weren't you? That's not true. Okay. <laughs> My memory recalls that. Anyways, um, we, again, we have a responsibility to respond to what Jesus is inviting us to, not just what we want to do. If we were going to do what I wanted to do, I would, nev- I would keep you to myself, just so you know. 
But our elders and you that's, have, that's beautiful. Me, have reminded me that Jesus... Let's all keep that, hold on to that image. <laughs> Gavin keeping me to himself. Yeah. Our, our team has reminded me, and Eric has reminded me, that God's inviting us to continue to go and make disciples. And so we've asked Eric to plant a church. Uh, that's right, you heard me. We've asked Eric to plant a church. Yeah. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of questions you have for that. Please find Eric afterwards and ask him. <laughs> this is not a tomorrow thing. This is not this second, but it was so important that we came to you guys as the church and know that this is something that's been going on in our heart and minds, that we as a body circle around this initiative and ask God to have his way in it. And so I'll let you talk for a minute. Yeah. Um, wow. So I don't know where to start, but as Gavin has said, this conversation really began earlier this year, and uh, we thought it was really important to bring it to you all because I love you guys. I have such a deep affection for this community, and I wanted you guys to be part of this process and this journey because you are a part of this process and this journey. We have kind of the parameters of this thing. We don't have any set location. We don't have any really set language yet um, to what it's going to be. We just have felt this call to plant going forward here. And so my ask for all of you is that you would be in prayer um, during this time. Uh, obviously, I don't want to be, you know, fishing for... Uh, fishing for pats on the back, but any encouragement that you could offer to um, throughout this time would be greatly appreciated. But prayer is what we're looking for. Prayer that Jesus will continue to shepherd this and steward it, and that it won't just be, you know, Gavin was talking about going off and doing things by yourself. I don't want this to be me separated from this community. You're my family. You're my home. And as we walk forward together in this, I want it to remain together in this. So thank you in advance. And if I can backtrack for a second, I think we're heading as a community into one of the most important times that Axiom has ever been through. This covenant that we touched on at the beginning here, this is going to change in so many important ways what our community is for the good intimacy is going to be cultivated and developed during this time. And um, I just trust that Jesus is doing something remarkable in this moment. Yeah. I've felt it in my bones since uh, COVID-19 started happening, since we all became aware of it, that Jesus has an invitation for, for all of us in this time. And it's not an invitation to look back. It's an invitation to look forward into the new promises that he has for us. It's not that anything has changed, it's that new things are being revealed. Yeah. And so, yeah, thank you in advance. Yeah, thank all you. you. All right, so here's the deal. We are the church. I told you we want to pray. So I want to invite us to just spread out around the room. And wide, if you could stand, Eric, if you could stand right over here.